This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Talenti. You know, Matthew, I heard recently that Talenti Gelato has an Alfonso mango flavor of sorbetto. Oh, isn't he like a senator from Georgia or something? <laughs> you know, he was actually somebody my dad used to work oh, with okay. in the 70s. Yeah. When your dad worked at the Sorbetto and Gelato factory? Yeah, yeah. No, but I I tend to think of Talenti as a gelato company, but seriously, Sorbetto, I always find that the mango flavor is the tastiest one. Yeah. And I am so excited to learn that Talenti has a mango flavor. Yes, and that it's called Alfonso Mango. (laughs) Which we just apparently are going to keep saying over and over again. It's the best thing to say and the best thing to put in your mouth. Yes. So to find it, go to your grocer's freezer case, because Talenti, the delicious, is in the details. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where I learn everything. And I don't. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to learn too. So, uh, That's so humble this of you. Is, uh, this is our Bibimbap episode. Yeah, I think this is only like the fourth time I've eaten Bibimbap. And, but maybe it'll be the best. I think it I might be it. because like, really, you are such a good home cook. Oh, yeah! So sweet. Well, hey, God, we are starting that, off the show with a whole bunch of, of weird stuff. Yeah, that that like saccharine awkwardness is comes to you courtesy of the fact that this is our three hundredth episode. This is crazy. How I know. how are we? How did this happen? Uh, what what should we do? Let's uh, let's come up with something outrageous to do for our five hundredth episode. And if we make it to five hundred, then. Mm-hmm. A uh, diamond tennis bracelet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll get, Perfect. I'll get, I'll get one for you. And I'll get you. Um, I, I feel like I've been seeing so many jewelry commercials for like horrifying jewelry recently. Like um, uh, there, there was one that I swear was like, it's their, their diamonds, but they're brown. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. And they all have a stupid name that goes with them too. But I love this so much. Like, oh, poop, it's poop like diamonds. poop diamonds. Yes. Yeah. Um, I hear the poop diamond was cursed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so weird. Oh, this uh, idea comes to us courtesy of listener Yale, who uh, post- basically posted and said, "You guys should do something about Korean food." And then I like replied six times, like like with uh, this very like uh, 
awkward sort of self-interrogation about why we haven't done anything about Korean food already, mm-hmm. uh, which basically came down to, like, we we want to try and be funny, but we don't want to seem like we're making fun of someone else's food. And, like, do we really know anything about Korean food? We make fun of other food? people's food all the time, Matthew. Well, but um, in in a way that, that tries hard not to be racist, I yes. guess. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, so I guess the, the disclaimer is, like, I love to make bibimbap. I love to eat bibimbap. And we're uh, going to be talking about bibimbap today, and we'll give it our best shot. Yeah, so, and yeah. listener, listener, yell at anyone else. Let us know how we did, because we would like to do more episodes about Korean food and any number of other international cuisines. That's true. That's true. That was super funny. It was so funny. <laughs> so. Um, okay, wait. So, Matthew, hold on. Before we dive into, you know, all the usual things. Very, very fragrant food in front of well, me. No, no, I'm saying before we dive into all the usual things like memory lane, t- show me show me what to do with this. Okay, so um, we're gonna gonna put. Let's describe what we've got. We've, so got. we've got rice. And Molly put this together, so if it's not good, it's her fault. <laughs> um, so bibimbap, it's not it's not like a recipe where like you have to have specific things. It's rice with uh, assorted vegetable like colorful vegetable toppings and usually some meat and usually egg but it's really and korean hot sauce but it's really like rice stirred together with deliciously flavored stuff and i noticed that there's no kimchi here um i did not get any this morning cuz i completely ran out of time but it would be great eaten with kimchi and all the other little banchan that go with korean food all the little uh, appetizer side dish plates and so i'm supposed to stir this all together with the gochujang is that is that what the sauce is? Yeah. Yes, it is. And I thinned it out with a little bit of rice vinegar. Now, when you and I, I so the first bibimbap I ever had was with you at, oh. uh, is it Blue Stone here Oh, in yeah. That place is good. Um, and they had not only gochujang, um, the Korean, like, pepper chili paste, but also, like, some sort of a brown sauce. Was it, like, just soy sauce or something? Um, Maybe it was soy sauce. I don't remember. But you usually just use gochujang, and mm-hmm. this is straight gochujang, not with anything else. It is thinned else. out with rice vinegar. Mm. Straight mm. gochujang is very um, uh, pasty. Mm. I was going to say, this has kind of a really nice like mm-hmm. viscosity. Uh, I definitely could have cooked the carrots a little more, but other than that, I like it. So what'd you do with the carrots? What'd you do with the all the things? So I made like a little bowl of seasoning liquid, which was like... Uh, soy sauce, water, and scallions, and a little sugar. Where did you learn this stuff? I don't know, Korean cookbooks. There's there's a really great um, Korean cookbook that came out recently called Cook Korean. That's a uh, It's like a graphic novel cookbook. Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. Um, I think it is on my shelf over there. You can you can look at it. You, Molly, not you, the listener, can look at it uh, after, after we're done taking it. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. you, the listener, can go to the store and get it. But you can't look at Matthews. But you can't come over to my house Only and look at mine. I can look at Matthews. Maybe mm. you know what I mean. Okay. Um. What, what did you mean? This episode is brought to you by Third Love. You know, I feel really weird today, Matthew, because it's one of only, like, Two or three days a month when I'm not wearing my third love bra, I, I just I just am wearing a sports bra and it's like really weird and I don't like it. Is it because when you have your third love bra and you don't even notice it's there? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and I feel like the older I get and the more different bras I try, the more I realize that the best bras are the ones that you like put on and forget about. Just like just like that, uh, you know, a denture cream. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whose name we will not mention. Right. But, but the older the older 
older you get, the more likely you are to use that product also. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, Third Love, I mean, these are really great bras. I'm not just saying this. Uh, and I noticed I've been wanting a, um, a bra without an underwire. Uh-huh. And I noticed that they now have a line that has awesome. no underwire. Okay. So you do not have to take Molly's word for this. I mean, I believe Molly, but I don't have to because I could go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and get a 30-day free trial. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. They send it to you. You can wear it, wash it, cut off the tags, see for yourself that it's like it's not even there. <laughs> Except that you look really Except great. that you look awesome. Yeah. So that's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. So, okay, so you, you made that seasoning sauce. Did you put the, the meat in it? No, I made a different marinade for the meat. So basically a bulgogi marinade with uh, lots of garlic and soy sauce and sugar and sesame seeds and sesame oil. Okay, and so what, what was the, the previous one with the... So that was for the vegetables. So the vegetables, I just kind of uh, sauteed really quickly and put a little of that in until they tasted good. This is, this is delicious, Matthew. Thanks. Okay, cool. And then the beef is is what? Thinly sliced something. Flank steak. Okay. Man, this is a bomb. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's really easy to make. Like I, you know, I slice the meat and put it in the marinade. You can do that like a day ahead if you want. Just calrose rice? Mm-hmm. Vegetables do not need to be made to order. Like you can cook them and put them in the fridge. Um, oh, and there's a fried egg on top too. So in general, you take your rice. You take some sort of like. In general, you take the good. You take the bad. You take them all and then you have, we're singing the facts of life again, the <laughs> facts of life again. Hey, Natalie, Tootie, Joe, and Blair. Yeah! We got all four. Oh, wow. That, there is no more perfect way to celebrate our 300th episode <laughs> than by finally remembering all four of the facts of life girls at the same time. This time I decided to start with the one we forgot last time. That was smart. That yeah. is why you're my co-host. Right. Can I, we talk about the fact that I still have a crush on Joe? I auditioned Joe. I, I auditioned Blair. <laughs> I really wanted to go with Blair because she has that huge allowance, and I figured she could like buy all the equipment and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she really only wanted to talk about like uh, how rich she was. Yeah, and shoes and stuff, yeah. and boys. And Joe was just like, she just kind of sat here and mumbled into her biker, <laughs> biker jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Joe was awesome. Joe was so awesome. Um, Did she have a mullet? Or was it more like a like a kind of like, like a messy Joan Farrah Jett Fawcett haircut? Is that yeah. a mullet? I feel like a Joan Jet is like a it's like a variation on like the general shape of a Farrah Fawcett, mm-hmm. but without the like blow blowback. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I think you're going to get a lot of a lot of blowback for that comment. <laughs> anyway. Um, Okay. Okay. So, um, so you got your rice, various um, like pickled things slash like seasoned. Yeah, like seasoned cooked seasoned vegetables. vegetables more often than pickled. I think. Okay. But, but there wouldn't be anything wrong with putting pickled vegetables on too. Okay. Let's walk um, down memory lane. Okay. So I remember exactly when I first had bibimbap. Um, Ooh, tell us. <laughs> I know. Every everyone has been. Dying to hear this story. <laughs> um, I was. It was when I was living in New York uh, when my wife Lori was going to grad school, and uh, late nineties for all who are keeping track yep, of so Matthew's personal chronology. Yeah, I think um, this would have been uh, ninety eight. So you can fill this in on your timeline if, you, if you've got like a murder wall <laughs> with like pictures of me and other people connected and lots, by strings. Lots of red string. Yep, yeah. and p- pins showing like where I might strike next. Yep. Um, <laughs> So there was. I read in. It was probably in Time Out, New York, 
uh, that there was a place in our neighborhood called the Mill Korean Restaurant, and they served uh, dulsat bibimbap, which was just bibimbap in a hot stone bowl, which we'll talk a lot more about in a minute. And I had never heard of this. The way it talked about it was like, you know, you guys, you guys all know bibimbap, um, but try it at this place. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it sounds very good. And it was like six blocks from our apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think I first went by myself for lunch and got the bibimbap. And I was like, oh, my life has changed. Wow. And so then was it like your neighborhood haunt? It was, yeah. That along with Amir's falafel and uh, famous Familia pizza. And uh, if uh, probably some people listening now know exactly where this apartment was. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as I mentioned just a moment ago. Ollie's. My first time having bibimbap was actually with Matthew here in Seattle at Bluestone, whatever it's called. You really want to say Bluestone Creamery, don't you? I do. I do. I, yeah. do, I do. Yeah. They, they take the bibimbap, they put it out on a really hot stone, and uh-huh. they mix, they <laughs> with, mix with whatever, it up for you. Whatever, whatever toppings whatever, you want. Yeah. This is I, actually a good idea. It's kind of a great idea, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, yeah, so so there's that. And, you know, I liked it, but I have to say, Matthew, I think the seasonings of your vegetables are working. Like, I remember with that one feeling like I needed to keep adding copious amounts of sauce and it still didn't have as much flavor as it wanted. Yeah, I think maybe like like everyone's bibimbap is different. It's it's one of those dishes where like every, you know, your mom's is always going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> Matthew's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our big reveal for the 300th episode. I've been your mom all along. <laughs> Honey, welcome home. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, there are regional variations and like some there are some towns that make it with seafood. Um, there, there is a really good recent book um, that uh, is like a narrative book about traveling through Korea and eating Korean food. And it is called Eating Korean. And it's by an English guy. And I don't remember the name of the author, but the book is called Eating Korean. No, it's called Eating Korea. OK. Um, wow. That's so really we'll, we'll, we'll link to it in the show in the show notes. Yes. Yes. He ate Korea. So by Godzilla. OK. So hold on. So uh Dulce, dulcet, you mm-hmm. said, is that's cooked in a hot stone bowl. It looks like what it looks like. Um, uh, what is the the term for a Mexican like um, mortar and pestle? Like a molcajete. Yes. Yes. Not that thick, but right. yeah. But like heading in that direction. Yeah. So like a kind of I don't know granite or something. I don't know anything about rocks. Um, <laughs> But it's like an actual like stone bowl, like individual serving size, and they will heat it up uh, on this on, like on a gas stove, so mm-hmm. it gets super like deadly hot, okay. like so hot that like when you're done eating, it's still too hot to touch usually. And when they and and the idea is that the rice that they put in there is going to like crisp on yeah. the bottom, and oh, you yeah. stir the crispy rice into the non crispy rice like yeah. as you're eating. They brush they brush it with a little sesame oil before they put oh, the rice yes. in. Yes. Okay. Um, this this is just one of the best things. Okay. And you can't exactly make it like that at home without a gas stove. If mm-hmm. you have a gas stove, you're in good shape, and you can easily buy the bowls online. Why but can't you just do it in the oven? Not hot enough. Really? Yeah. So like, uh, you know, you need like those thousand degree flames licking it. However, you can do it like in a cast iron skillet on this on an electric stove top. You could, or like in a Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. And I have heard and tried, and it sort of worked. That you could do it at a waffle iron. Like just oh, that spreads, sounds kind of awesome. You know, brush brush some sesame oil on your waffle iron and put a layer of rice in there and close it up and see what happens. It was okay. It was kind of too crispy. 
I feel like um, other places in the world have embraced like the possibility of crispy rice far more than the U.S. Mm-hmm. has. I mean, we, you know, we've got Rice Krispies. <laughs> okay. But like I think about like um, various types of like Iranian food, like these pilafs oh, where yes. you very intentionally get this like golden crispy layer of rice on the bottom of the pan. Tadig, tadig. Something like that. I don't know. I think that's the Persian name. So for, smart, yeah. though. Like, why didn't? Why don't it we do so this? It was so smart of me to know that word. <laughs> why aren't we doing this in in traditional American cooking? Well, we're very yeah. afraid of browning things. Art, wait, I want to hear more about this. I feel like, a, like, I what think about a, like a hamburger? Well, but even I feel like even a lot of people when they cook hamburgers at home or like think about like McDonald's French fries, those are blonde. You're right. Like, I feel like. The idea of well-browned food that is not overcooked, but well-browned as like a, a way of getting flavor mm-hmm. is, is um, it's not, um, it has not really s- permeated traditional American food. That, I've never thought about that before, but I think you're right. But now that everyone's into these brown diamonds, I think brown food <laughs> is going to be next. <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's slowly changing. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot about American food is changing. Yeah, as the food spends more time in the oven, it gets browner and browner. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, what am I even talking about when I talk about traditional American food? I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know either. But like, I'm thinking like about hopping like... hopping John? Wait, I think it just said hopping John, hopping. but it's hopping John. <laughs> well, I guess you think about things like... Hopping John, poor boys? <laughs> you, um. you think about things like gumbo, though. Like, these call for a brown roux, and that is for sure... Getting flavor yep. through browning. Okay, but, so but, maybe I, mean, I don't know what but, I'm but, talking but about. But Louisiana is like a, a special, uh, a special area of, haven of, of that, a, that does things right that other parts of America do wrong. I uh, think. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're onto something. Um, so, do you know the book Bebimbop by Linda Sue Park? The no. Children, uh, children's book. Oh, okay. Then, then I need to figure out what kid it was. I'm thinking. I was thinking that this was a book June had, but it, but apparently not, because there's some some kid that I knew who who liked to like run around saying peep him pop. No, um, I wish that were um, June. Uh, June did have that sushi board book, right? Like baby's first, first, first book of sushi, first book of yeah. sushi or something, which had amazing rhymes. Uh, and I love miso it. in my sippy cup, tofu in my bowl, yes! crab and avocado fill my California roll. Yes! Yeah. Uh, so um, the the book Beep and Bob, it's by uh, Newbery Award winner Linda Sue Park and uh, illustrations by Hoback Lee. And it is a it's a rhyming picture book about Beep and Bob. And every every page ends with the words Beep and Bob, like um, uh, like hurry, mama, hurry. Got to shop, shop, shop. Got to get the ingredients for the Beep and Bob. That's not actually it because the meter was all wrong there. But, <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's that sort of thing. Oh, and they, at the end it says, uh, mix it, mix like crazy. It's time for bibimbap. And then there's a recipe. It's a fantastic kid's book. So what does bibimbap mean? Um, so I have been told that, I, so bop is uh, is Korean for rice. So like, like kimbap is, uh, is like Korean sushi, like rice rolls. This sounds so fun. It reminds me of the Cindy Lauper song, Shebop. Oh, yes, yes. That's also. <laughs> what is that in Korean It's, a, it's about a woman who really likes to eat rice. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the lyrics, that becomes clear. <laughs> and then also a man, because it's like right. she bop, he bop, 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 I bop, you bop, bop they bop. Oh, wow. Even... She bop, he bop, a loop, she bop. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like asked me, right? what, could I remember the correct order of pronouns in that song? I would have said probably not. Uh, yeah. So that's a song about rice. Um <laughs> And how nice it is to consume it alone. Um, and uh, oh, so so Except the when we bop. Right, true. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's also nice to bop with a with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> the, and the bebim part means mix. So so it's mixed rice. Oh, I love that. Uh, there's a there's a bibimbap place. I hope it's still open in that I like in Philadelphia called Rice and Mix, which is like a bibimbap bar where you can order different different styles and like you know say I want more of this and less of that. Why really hasn't good. this taken off? This is a way better idea than any salad bar. Um, there is a bibimbap place in Seattle, like a like almost exclusively bibimbap place called Oma Bop on Twelfth Avenue near mm-hmm. Seattle U that I really like. Cool. I don't know. What else we got? Oh, oh, the egg. Oh, what about the egg? So when you make a, sorry, now there's a piece of rice in my throat. I bop. (laughs) So when you make a non, (laughs) wow, thanks. That's way more than I deserved. I bop. (laughs) Thank you, Cindy Lauper, Mm -hmm. for writing a whole song about rice. Mm -hmm. I also didn't know Cindy Lauper spoke Korean. Oh yeah, I mean she she wears kinky boots. She speaks <laughs> Korean. She wrote a song about rice. She's a she's a Renaissance woman. Uh, um, what were we talking about? Eggs. So when you get a non dolsat, non stone bowl bibimbap, mm-hmm. um, it uh, usually comes with a fried egg on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully a runny fried egg. When you get it, the dolsat bibimbap, it's it's more more common and I think better, and you should ask for it uh, to get a raw egg because uh-huh. the rice is going to be incredibly hot, um, and it will the egg will get cooked and you stir it through and it mm. gives it this this like sheen. Mm-hmm. And like when you eat dolsat bibimbap, you have to be careful not to scrape the rice off the bowl too quickly, like before you want it gets it browned to get enough. A lot of color. There's a real, you know, it's a real interactive eating experience. Wow, it sounds like. Um it's a good exercise in patience. We should, you know what? It sounds like a great lesson for children. For actual rose? Let's put children in front of these extremely mm-hmm. hot stone bowls <clears throat> as a way of learning patience. Like, hey, don't touch that bowl for the next like 45 minutes. It's really, <laughs> oh, man. really, really hot. Uh-huh. It's like that marshmallow gonna, test. Yeah, I'm gonna Only leave the every room. kid hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave you here with this 800 degree stone bowl. <laughs> And we'll see, uh, you know, we'll separate the, the wheat from the bop. <laughs> when you said the word patience and then paused meaningfully, I was sure you were going to start talking about Guns and Roses. Yeah. <laughs> Is that part of the song? Right. Yeah. Like, just a little patience. patience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Did I sway my head back and forth the right way? Oh, yeah. I mean, to get you a grand piano. <laughs> yeah. And then get me Stephanie Seymour. Okay. Um, I'm making a shopping list right now. <laughs> okay. God, okay. keeping you satisfied, like, <laughs> I can't believe I, I still have any money left after 300 <laughs> episodes of supporting your habits. <laughs> Supermodels, blow. <laughs> Grand, how many grand pianos have you blown up like in the Faith No More epic video at this point? Fifteen? Well, I don't know. I feel like uh, last count I was like at seven. Okay. Yeah. You're I mean, right. Come on I'm now. Sorry. Don't exaggerate. I, I, that does seem reasonable over yeah. the course of that, – that's like less less than it's one like per year. It's like one every year. 60 episodes. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's 420. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was definitely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> one every like 45 episodes. Yeah, one, one piano a year. <laughs> For every 40, okay, dude, should we get the calculator out? <laughs> 
This episode was brought to you by Third Love. You know bra shopping can be a drag. Well, forget it. Just go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and try any bra in their 24-7 t-shirt collection. Just pay $2.99 for shipping. Try it, wear it, wash it, do whatever you do for 30 days. And if you don't like it, send it back and pay nothing. Matthew, you roll through that spiel so well, it's almost like you've done it yourself. Well, my wife has at least two Third Love bras. Mm -hmm. I think three, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, wears them often. They look great. And she loves them. Awesome. Well, hey, listener, you can do it, too. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. So let's talk about gochujang. Okay. In, in closing. Uh, in closing, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> gochujang. I feel like it's having it's it's finally having its moment in in American cuisine mm-hmm. because I was at Trader Joe's yesterday and I saw they had gochujang almonds. Yeah, I feel like it has really. I, I don't know. I think that. Um, I feel like in in general, I'm seeing um, like Korean barbecue more like. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like like Korean barbecue ribs are showing up as like on random menus where you would never expect them. Yeah, and I think this is great. And gochujang in particular is kind of kind of an unusual hot sauce in that it's very thick and you have to thin it out if you're going to like uh, drip it on something. What mm-hmm. am I trying to say? Not you know drip things sling on it. things. Yeah, if sling you're, it. If you're going uh, to sling if that gonna hash. Dr- dribble it, drizzle it. Um, drizzle. It's, you know, it's got a fiery red color. It's not actually that spicy, so you can use a lot of it, which is good because it is loaded with flavor. It's it's very yeah, you fermented. Spooned, you spooned a lot into your bowl. Oh yeah, and I I do not regret anything. Anything I don't regret anything from the 300 episodes. By by the way, is anything anything interesting happened to you in the last 300 episodes? No, not me. Not at all. Definitely yep. nope. Nothing. Okay, cool. Um, so anything else? Um, you, want, you want to take a moment to to say how good my bibimbap was again? Your bibimbap seriously is so good. Thanks. It's really good. Um, I'm just gonna keep bopping here. Yep, me too. Yep. I bop. We bop. She bop. Mm-hmm. Bebop a loop. She bop. You can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we'll post uh, a link to the book Eating Korea, a link to the book uh, Bibimbap, and a uh, recipe. Cook Korean, and, right? And cook cook Korean, yep. Okay. Um, Great. Three books and a recipe. Fantastic. And three books, a recipe, a guy, a girl, and a pizza place. Um <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast, mm-hmm. um, and let us know how you like your bibimbap. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Instagram podcast. No, we are. <laughs> Just a minute. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Spilled Milk Podcast. And uh, prof- professor, <laughs> well, it's good. It's good that like things didn't fall apart until like seven <laughs> seconds before the end of the episode. It's fine. That's that's how we do things around here. Yeah, that's uh, great. <laughs> Professor Abby Circatella is our producer. <laughs> I meant to say producer, but why did I say it first? I think what I was what I was going to say if I got the word right was producer Abby is our producer. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's perfect. Um, thank you for sticking with us for three hundred dumb episodes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just we'll, we'll we're gonna find some more songs to sing for you in, oh, in upcoming no, episodes. No question. Like, I feel like we've really I don't know we've really broken the seal on singing on this. show show in the last few episodes uh yeah like like the vanilla extract episode is like 90 percent singing i don't remember it at all but i don't remember any episodes yeah anyway um so yeah well you know if you like singing stick with us wait till you see i i I don't know stick yeah stick with us use just a little patience yeah (laughs) i'm molly weisenberg and i'm matthew amster burton
<laughs> Wait a minute. We're supposed to eat this with a spoon? Oh, yes. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 